We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Friday, October 27th, we'll be taking a GPP look at the week eight NFL slate coming up this week on DraftKings as well as FanDuel. Uh, hit that thummy thumb button. You know, I like the thummy thumbs in the morning. If you're in the chat, I know it's not Fighting Friday. We don't got, John, we don't got, uh, we don't got MMA tomorrow, but, but we do have NFL. So, so we got, uh, you know, uh, you're only going to be able to win a million dollars. I'm going to keep on going back to this because it needs to be highlighted that you you are a, you are a million maker winner, but you only have one opportunity this weekend. You can't make it up in in UFC either. Yeah, well, you usually can't win a million in UFC. They they only did that once. Um, but yeah, I got my uh, got my green button. Earlier this this year is a big 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 professional deal and a million dollars. So yeah, uh, looking forward to, to NFL pretty much every weekend since then and before then, really. Uh, feel free to post your questions in the YouTube chat. Hit that subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. So this NFL Week Eight slate, we see all the content here. We have on Roto Grinders. We have a bunch of free stuff. We have a lineup HQ. We got the projections. We got we got Sim Labs coming up next week. That's going to be released soon. I've been playing around with that. Uh, we got the, you know all the, all the premium shows. We got the picks articles and everything. Tons of stuff will be coming out today as well. The top stacks tool, the pro- props and pick them stuff as well. You should be hitting hitting those props, hitting those props today, yesterday, today. Get them. Get the best price. Get the best number. You could use our projections. You could eat. You could use our prop tool. You could use our pick'em tool. You could also just download our statistical projections and use them any way you want. Feel free to put them in Excel. Feel free to aggregate with them with other stuff. Put them into other dashboards. You get all that and more here with a Roto Grinders premium subscription. Click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. So we take a look at this uh, this uh, week eight slate on DraftKings, and uh, we, do we just have to get used to? It, John, that like a 47 and a half total, a 48 total is just like, wow, this must, this got to be the game of the week. When in the past, like that would still like be like the fifth or sixth highest team total. Uh, are, are we going back to the well? I, I know that this is the recurring theme with you on Fridays. Uh, the Dolphins have a 28 implied team total. Just play the Dolphins and let everyone else make mistakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, that, I, I do think the... The slate starts there, and I, I said it a few weeks ago that I think like we the first thing you think about every week should be like where are the Dolphins? Like where are they? Who are they playing? What's the game environment? Um, and they did they again have the highest implied point total of the week, and I think they're going to go under owned. Uh, they are they're getting more and more expensive, um, and there's like some injury workload questions this week because like I think Mostert and uh, Tyree Kill are both like I think questionable, but I think they both practiced. 
Thursday, which is generally a good sign, but I think limited practice. But like I'm tentatively expecting both of them to play. But then there's a question of like, well, Jeff Wilson's really back this week, what we think. So how much does that cut into like Raheem Mostert's workload? Uh, but maybe, again, like maybe it's a situation where you want to be over the field on everybody. Uh, and because like it is, it is very unlikely that they like completely disappoint. Uh, and, you know, matchup with New England isn't isn't the best in the world. I think I had said earlier this year, like I would probably want to be over the field on the Dolphins, except for I know they have games coming up against like the, the Patriots and the, the Jets. But Patriots maybe aren't as bad of a matchup as I would have thought a few weeks ago or, or maybe at the beginning of the, of the year um, and the games in Miami. So, yeah, I'll probably try to be over the field on on the Dolphins. And I'm like, I'm going to end up over the field on Kendrick Bourne, I think, um, trying to run it back. But that's OK. I'm, I'm, I know it's going to be the case, but I'm, I'm OK with it. OK, so this, so it's not necessarily even just the Dolphins onslaught and who cares about the Patriots. Like You think the Patriots could actually fight back in this game. I mean, we saw it against the Bills that finally their their offense actually had pieces in DFS that you may have actually wanted. You think, what, are you looking at like, you look more at Bourne than like someone like Ramondre Stevenson. I think so. I don't know how things are going to like be divided up between Stevenson and, and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I like, to be clear, if the Patriots were playing somebody else, I wouldn't be that interested in them. You know, so I'll have like in my 150 entry set, I'll have some like Dolphin onslaughts, like Dolphins, like I Mostert, Tyree Kill to a stack that doesn't have Patriots runbacks. I guess if, if I am going to run it back from somebody on the Patriots, probably interested in Kendrick Bourne the most. Um, maybe like, I got to look into Demario Douglas. So he, he's a possibility he's going to be like a dirt cheap guy that could potentially be getting more work, but, um, you know, primarily interested in, in the Dolphins. Uh, another team with a high implied team total that did very well last week. Of course, they could have done better if it wasn't for the fact that they were up by five touchdowns and that's the Baltimore Ravens. They're, they're facing the, uh, the, the Cardinals in Arizona. So we don't have to really worry about weather there. You got Lamar, you got Zay Flowers, you got Mark Andrews, you got like, Trey McBride, Marquise Brown on the other side. Uh, I mean, I think this is going to be the last game. This, is this going to be the last game that Joshua Dobbs plays? I mean, I don't think uh, Kyler isn't back this week, but he's close to coming back. I mean, we have Dobbs in the projections. Yeah. But does that matter? Are you more interested in just, well, let's just play all the right, like similar to the, similar to the Dolphins, like this Cardinals team looked halfway decent the first two or three games and now they're awful short fields bad defense like this is the type of game where the ravens could do what they did to the lions last week and score 35 points by halftime do we do we overthink this and just like well screw the cardinals let me just play lamar plus two and he could now the way that they pass he could support two pass catchers in a stack unlike in previous seasons I mean, they're cheaper. This stack is cheaper than because you have to play Tyreek Hill and Tua in the Dolphins stack. I I just think that I think maybe Baltimore actually comes in higher owned than Miami. Yeah, I think Baltimore will be higher owned than Miami. I think yeah because they're they're cheaper, and I actually am more interested in the Arizona pieces. Like I think there's more Arizona pieces you can run it back with than uh, than like New England pieces. I'm more interested in Dolphins onslaught stacks. Um, Whereas with Baltimore, I actually think there's some some really well priced Arizona guys like Trey McBride. I mean, he fits the tight end position. He's like twenty like twenty eight hundred on DraftKings. Like that's uh, that's really cheap. And yeah, I mean, like if if Baltimore is out to a big lead, presumably Arizona's passing it some more. I don't think it's like it's definite that Kyler Murray's not playing. Um, I think he's off the injury report and practicing. Uh, I th- would still expect like Joshua Dobbs. To be starting, and I, I, I think we'll have confirmation well before game time. Like we'll probably know by later today. Um, so, but it, it could go either way. I don't know that it makes like that huge of a difference. I actually I don't even know what Murray's price is on on DraftKings. Uh, but presume presumably more interested in like the Lamar side. Like Zay Flowers is going to be really highly owned. He's just he's he's fifty eight hundred, John. Yeah, yeah. 
he's I think he's like really well priced on on FanDuel too. Uh, like he's one of the guys that's like too cheap on both sites. Uh, and so like Zay Flowers will be highly owned. It'll be like one of those situations where Zay Flowers might be my highest owned wide receiver, but I might be under the field. Um, <clears throat> but that'll be okay. Uh, so I, I I like both sides of this game, and I, I like the Arizona side a little bit more. The running back, the Mercado, seems to be evolving into like the the primary running back there. And if that's the case, he's too cheap as well. Um, and then Marquise Brown, uh, I, th- I think there's like an injury question, but I I think he'll probably play, and he's probably too cheap. So there's actually some some appealing pieces from the Arizona side. Okay, let's go down the team total list. Uh, we got. Kansas City at Denver, the Chiefs at the Broncos. This may be another slate where Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey aren't going to be as owned as, I mean, I played a bunch last week. I mean, always the problem with with, uh, Mahomes is that outside of Kelsey, you really don't know where the ball is going to go to. But, I mean, Rashi Rice is kind of separating a bit, but now he's up to 5K. Kelsey's at 8,400. Mahomes is over 8K. Pacheco is probably going to be the most popular player in this game. Are you more inclined to play the Chiefs at lower ownership to the Ravens compared to Miami? I mean, I mean, I'm kind of looking at this going, I'm not sure how people are going to fit these guys in, but I'm also not sure if, if I play a Mahomes, Rice, Kelsey team. What the rest of my lineup is even going to look like if that's yeah. going to even be good enough? Yeah, it's the same repeating problem that, uh, like, Mahomes is, is 9,000. He's primarily passing to Kelsey, who's, like, way over, like, way priced way higher than all the other tight ends, and deservedly so. Uh, but I'd maybe rather just play Kelsey than play, like, Mahomes-Kelsey stack. Um, I don't know that, like, Denver is necessarily a team I want to run it back with. Um, and... Denver is giving up, giving up way more rushing yards per game than any other team in the NFL. Like they're at what, 167. I think the next closest is Carolina at like 144. Um, and, and some of that is from like the, the Miami 70 point game earlier this year. Uh, but like you could end up playing Mahomes and Kelsey, and then you're really struggling to fill out the rest of your lineup. And then Isaiah Pacheco can just get two rushing touchdowns and you're kind of toast. Uh, and, if Denver play them together, why can't they play all three? Can I can I do Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey? You could. I just don't know that Kansas City is like really romping over teams like we've seen in years past. Like, uh, like the the that Mahomes slide down right where we slid instead of going into the end zone like might be the play of the year for the gambling like fantasy DFS uh, you know year. Like that might define the 2023-2024 NFL season. Uh, where you know, the Chiefs just aren't like piling on like we've seen in years past, so they're like they're putting up some good scores. I mean, they're clearly a capable offense, but they're just not like they're so expensive. They have to go berserk to, you know, to pay off those prices. Like so, like a Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey stack is just really expensive, and I don't think you're going to see like Pacheco get two touchdowns and Kelsey get like you know 15 receptions and a touchdown. Uh, it's possible. But, you know, so like in my 150 set, that'll probably be represented, but it's not going to be as highly represented as like as the Dolphins in Baltimore. Another team with a high priced quarterback that we typically like playing, similar to Lamar. They have a 25.25 implied team total on the road to Washington, which isn't that much of a road trip for them. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, do we just, uh, why don't, I mean, We've seen that A.J. Brown's target share has just gotten larger and larger and larger in comparison to the other Eagles' options. Do you think that continues? I mean, I think DeAndre Swift is going to be owned. I don't think think A.J. Brown is going to be as owned as maybe he should be. I mean, he's not going to be low owned. He'll probably be, you know, 10 to 12% owned or something. But you get into the problem again, like very similar to those like Mahomes stacks, is that Hertz, Brown, Goddard. Oh my God, I don't have salary for the rest of my lineup. Like that, this is the main reason why, like the Lamar stack, even though Lamar is the same price as these guys, like Flowers is 5,600 and Andrews is 6,400. That allows you a lot more in the rest of your lineup than when you're spending 8K on one spot and 5K on another spot to, to, to piece them together. But 
I think this is maybe another slate where Jalen Hurts goes under-owned also, and you just play him with A.J. Brown and just wait for the wait for the seven for 145 and two touchdown game to come and Hurts with two tush-push touchdowns. And what else do you need? Yeah, actually, the tush-push is what pushes this game, I think, over the Chiefs for me. Um, you're right. I, I still think, like, Baltimore is better priced. Uh, but I think Philadelphia will go under-owned. And I, I prefer I prefer the Eagles, I think, to the Chiefs just because of the possibility of Hurts getting those like rushing touchdowns. Um, whereas I think Pacheco would get them in the, the Kansas City scenario. Uh, so yeah, and if Hurts really does seem to be locking in on on AJ Brown and teams don't seem to be able to stop that, and like Washington is not going to be the team that steps up and, and stops stops AJ Brown. Like they've had issues in the in the secondary kind of throughout the season. I think they've given up like the uh, six most passing yards per game in the NFL. So great. Um, yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts and, and AJ Brown will be underowned. I think as a stack um, because people are still kind of looking at some some last year stats. Like AJ Brown's not priced up high enough as he should be. So I think you're actually getting a discount on Hurts and AJ Brown compared to like Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, and I'd probably rather go with the the Hurts and AJ Brown because of the the rushing touchdown possibilities with Hurts. The next team with the highest implied team total is going to be it's maybe a weird one. It also is going to feature a running back that's going to be fairly decently owned. I mean, we have his ownership is 13%, but I think he'll come in higher than that. That's Tony Pollard at 7,500. So Dallas is at home, 26 implied total against the Rams. I don't, I mean, I, I don't see, I mean, we have his ownership at 7%. I mean, do you? I mean, he's sixty one hundred. I mean, I look at this as like Dak Prescott is a cheap quarterback now. Uh, you could pair him with Michael Gallup, Ceedee Lamb, Jake Ferguson. Like the Cowboys' passing stack. Like even with Lamb, you get a cheap piece no matter what. I mean, if Pollard's going to be owned, and you play the Dak Lamb Gallup Ferguson something like that. I'm not I'm not confident that Dallas passes the ball enough for, you know, they run their offense that way. But they have a 26 implied team total and that's commensurate with all these other teams that we mentioned. And I just don't think I I mean I just I just look at this and go if I played this in the in the $100 spy, I mean this could be a a 4% DAC a 2% Gallup of 4% Lamb, I mean like these are real people. These aren't, these aren't yeah. like, it's not like you, when you play vomit stack, you know, bad team, like this is vomit stack, good team. It's just that is that going to have to pass the ball more than 24 times? Is it going to have to make any more than 24 pass attempts? And that's, if that's the case, then it's probably not going to, not going to work out, but the Rams do play one of the highest paces in the NFL. And if they're playing at the highest pace and not being efficient, I mean, the play volume for Dallas could go way up. Yeah, I think that, that Pollard is probably the beneficiary, and that, that's being reflected in the ownership, and it's, it's probably not being reflected in this ownership as much as it will end up. Uh, and if you think DraftKings, if you think he's well-priced on DraftKings, like, wait till you see Tony Pollard on FanDuel. I think he's the 10th most expensive running back. Uh, and he's, so he's going to be like the catch game running back on, on FanDuel. Um, I I'll probably still have a lot more Tony Pollard than I do like Dak Prescott stacks, but I think that is a that's an interesting pivot. Uh, going with Dak Prescott and like Ceedee Lamb because like obviously Ceedee Lamb can go nuts, um, and it'll probably be less owned than it should. And you don't you probably won't need to own that stack a ton to be over the field on it. Um, so yeah, I, I think you can go there. I think I did right now. I've got it in the expert survey as the stack I'll be most under the field on. I think is Dak and Ceedee Lamb. But that it, that is, it's a good point. So we don't know how this game's going to play out. <laughs> um, and it is, you know, Dak Prescott at home with a 26-point implied point total. Like, people are going to assume it's Tony Pollard because he's underpriced. But like, they, yeah, like the Cowboys don't know that he's underpriced on FanDuel. So they they could end up giving the touchdowns to CeeDee Lamb, not knowing that he's a little bit more expensive. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's a good call. That is it's an interesting call, and I think you could definitely go there. Like that's a pivot I'd be comfortable with in in single entry, uh, in you know in large field both. I think you could go there. Right to me, I understand the reasons why they're lower projected it, from a 
from a player standpoint and you prefer Pollard, but in comparison to ownership, I mean, we like it fits all these other teams. It's just like, Oh, people are going to play the Eagles, the chiefs, the Ravens. I mean, like we go through and it's like, like what's the ownership of like of Prescott lamb Ferguson. And then because it's cheap enough, like, I could still play decent. I can I can play Tyreek Hill as a one-off in that lineup and still be fine. I mean, like, like it's cheap enough that way. But of course, the expectation is going to be much lower. Do you have any games on the slate? We went over like pretty much the main total ones. Uh, any games that aren't in the that bucket? Because I mean, we have like no buys this week, so this is a big slate. Yeah. So what what what's a game that you I I have two games two like vomity type games that maybe we should be targeting. Uh, do you have any? It doesn't have to fit the vomity bucket or anything like that. But but uh, what's a game that you're most likely to be targeting from a from a stack, either team stack or a game stack perspective? I have some interest in the Houston Carolina game. Uh, it's going to be the CJ Stroud Bowl. Uh, and so there is a little bit of a narrative there. Like if you. Um, had just kept playing like CJ Stroud all year. I, I think you'd be doing pretty well on the season because uh, he's been cheap, but he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the league, which people weren't expecting. Uh, and so this is his opportunity to go into Carolina and kind of show them what they they missed out on, um, you know, pick, uh, picking Bryce Young instead. So he's got like, two passing touchdowns in four of the last five games, uh, one passing touchdown in the game where he didn't have two. Uh, and he's still really cheap, probably more cheap than he should be. And is there a possibility that, and Carolina's got a terrible defense. And so is there a possibility that Houston lets CJ Stroud go a little bit more nuts than they would, uh, you know, because of the the narrative, maybe, I don't know. And they, they would have the opportunity to do that against a, a bad Carolina defense. Carolina is maybe more susceptible to, you know, they're on the ground than through the air. And then you think maybe Damian Pierce, but like Singletary's been getting more carries. Uh, so, you know, more carries than you'd be expecting. So it could be a split backfield, but maybe it's not. So this is a game I'll be sprinkling into, you know, maybe, you know, larger field contests and, and maybe even like some qualifier type contests, like 10 entries out of 350 or whatever. Um, you know, have like a CJ Stroud stack and maybe have a Damian Pierce stack as well. Um, and it could go wrong, but it could go right too. No, I have this. That That's one of my two. This is the the vomit game of the week. It's a 43 and a half total. It's it's not, this isn't like that low, low. I mean, uh, Houston has a 23 and a half implied team total. Panthers have a 20 implied team total. I mean, my preferred way to do this is you play Stroud plus one of the wide receivers, Dell or Collins, with Dalton Schultz to fill your tight end spot. And then you run it back with Adam Thielen and there you go. 6,600 Adam Thielen. I mean, it, it may get to the point with, how how often he's targeted that Adam Thielen in the beginning of the year were like, do you really play Adam Thielen for like, he was like what, 3,600 or something like that. And then he ends up being like an $8,500 wide receiver at the end, just because it doesn't matter that they're a bad team when he gets targeted 17 times a week. I mean, it does, and they're always behind. So he's getting these seven yard targets 17 times, especially on a site like DraftKings. You, I mean, what? I mean, I've been fading him in GPPs only because he's been high owned, and I'm like, ah, oh, this can't continue. And it's like, no, no, it can't continue. Yeah. It actually, it actually, literally can continue. Yeah, um, and this is one that has a little bit of a pricing difference between Fanduel and DraftKings because Thielen's actually priced up. I think he's the fifth most expensive wide receiver on Fanduel, like like maybe a tenth on on DraftKings, and he's, his game fits DraftKings better. Um, so yeah, this is a game that this is a a game that I'll probably be stacking a little bit more on DraftKings just as a result of that that'll be getting more like Adam Thielen in my lineups on, on DraftKings. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. And, and Thielen, like there's some like underlying metrics where he's like one of the best wide receivers in the league this year. And, and he was super cheap <laughs> to start the, start the season and everybody just thought he was washed, but it, it could be one of those like perfect melds of player and system. And they, they want a veteran wide receiver to help out the younger quarterback. And he's like the safety valve, uh, which is, I mean, it's all great. All great for us. If we're getting, Adam Thielen at 6,600 on on DraftKings. That is too cheap. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Michael Townsend in the chat. We will get to that. that that's that's yeah. going to be something that I'm going to talk about. My other vomity type stack is a low total. So it's 40 and a half. But I like the pieces, and the pieces are going to be much lower owned this week than they've been the entire season. And that's Jacksonville at Pittsburgh. Trevor Lawrence, and you pick, you make your picks between Kirk, Ridley, Zay Jones, Evan Engram, because Zay Jones is going to be back, right? People don't like attacking, you know, the Steelers' defense. I mean, they're not bad, but they're not great, great. Uh, I think there are pieces to play. I mean, you could play the Pittsburgh side also. You could play Pickett, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. I mean, there's just a lot of mid-range. I like this game because there's so much mid-range that you could put four of them in your lineup, three or four of them in your lineup, and you still are able to get, like, all the other good one-offs, like, that you want in the rest of your lineup. I don't know what the ceiling of this game is. I mean, to me, this screams of a game that's probably not going to be 35 to 30 or anything like that. But at the prices, if you get condensed enough production, if like just Christian Kirk, you know, they throw the ball a ton. And I think less people are playing this because one, the matchup and two, because now with Zay Jones back, like these, these guys from a median perspective project just slightly lower, right? People were thrilled. Play, Dude, there were people the first week or two, Calvin Ridley was 6,700 and people were like, you got to get him while he's cheap. This guy's going to be an 8K wide receiver. He's 5,800. Like, there's no reason why it, it, we haven't projected as 1% owned. Like, dude, if you told me Calvin Ridley's 1% owned, like, I'm going to I'm gonna play him. Right? Christian Kirk is 4% owned. Like, these guys just, like, yeah, sure. I, I guess I would prefer Etienne if I had to choose, but I'm probably going to play other running backs. What are your thoughts on this Jacksonville at Pittsburgh game? Because I could see you thinking that, the ceiling is low. It's just the mid, the, the owner, like if, if the ownership is this way, I don't know how I don't take shots on this. Yeah. It's probably a game. I'm a little bit less interested in than it sounds like you are Bob. Last time you did that to me, it ended up being like Desmond Ritter and he was on the millionaire maker <laughs> winning lineup. Um, so we'll see. I maybe, maybe I'll gain some interest in, in this game as it goes, you know, as the week goes on. Um, I think, yeah, Zay Jones coming back, maybe he comes, takes away opportunities from the other guys. I, I think you can always play Evan Ingram at tight end. Like he's shaping up as one of the better receiving tight ends that you'd want to play this year in the NFL. Uh, the other pieces seem like a little bit more, like a little bit too expensive for me, but it, it's, I guess I'm, I'm primarily disinterested in the Pittsburgh side. Um, just they haven't done a whole lot this year. Uh, you know, Deontay Johnson's coming back. We just don't know. Like it's kind of a split backfield. Um, maybe more interested in the Jacksonville side. Like you bring up a good point with Calvin Ridley that he's he's really cheap now. Um, you know, fifty eight hundred. I, I can see people going there. I, I, this is a game that I'm probably more likely to just have at like five percent, six percent in my in my one fifty build, right? And then um, I might be like three times you know the field on it, right? If it's two percent owned, then I'm six percent. Then I'm three times the field on it. I, I do. I, I agree. It, it it might not have the biggest ceiling in the world. Um, there's also like a little bit of a weather concern. I think it could rain during the game. It could be a little bit windy. Um, I think it's like yellow on, on Kevin Rotloff's forecast. So not not necessarily like devastating weather, um, but maybe like not the best environment. And the ownership goes down even more. I'll be the only one with this. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. Right. I know what I'm doing. I t- I take shots on these things, and 
if if it works out, it works out. And I'm not if I'm building 12 lineups, I'm not putting this in like six of my lineups. I'm talking about like this is like I'll have Lawrence and I'll have Pickett and then I move on, right? But it's like it takes up two out of my 12 lineups or something like that, as opposed to like playing an over stack or anything like that. Like Stephen Smith in the in the chat says, you know, if the Stroud in the Houston passing game gains ownership, is it okay to go with Pierce and the Thielen run back? I'm concerned about Pierce's touches with Singletary. Uh, before you touch upon Pierce, I know you're a big Pierce supporter. Uh, I don't care about Stroud and the Houston passing game ownership. If there were 7 million percent owned, that just means you have to play lower owned players in the rest of your lineup. So never concern yourself with like, oh, well, well, once if, if the ownership doubles, that means I just have to remove them completely from my player pool. It's like, no, and then you just have to build your lineups differently. I the appeal to the Houston Carolina game, if it is lower owned, is that I could play cheaper pieces in this game and then just jam in Tyreek jam in Pollard Hill. I could jam in the chalk high projected run. That's the whole purpose of vomit stacks. Like it's not about the vomit stack. It's about the vomit stack. The vomit game goes off enough. It doesn't have to score 70 points. No, but it has to score enough that when you plug in Cooper cup and, and Kelsey or like all these other ceiling players in your lineup, like, Oh, the only way you could do that is by playing the cheaper game stack. That's kind of vomity. And that's the appeal to that. So like the ownership doesn't matter as much to me. It just means that, oh, I'm less inclined to also play Tyreek Hill in that type of lineup or as the ownership goes up. But it doesn't really take me away from the game. And I'm not going to just not have it at all just because, oh, well, he's twice as owned as I thought he was going to be. Oh, get rid of it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that highly owned either because I just think there's lower implied point totals. Like the, the game total just isn't that high that I think it's going to draw a ton of ownership. Like CJ Stroud hasn't been that highly owned throughout the, the season. I think, you know, that I, I don't see why that would like shoot up this week. I, I just think there's other places people are going to want to go to. Um, and so I, I'm not that concerned with ownership this this week on that game. Um, but I, I think you said it right as well. Like you you're maybe more concerned about the lineup than the individual ownership on the players to begin with. Okay. Last, last, last person I want to talk to last team. I don't know what their ownership is going to be, but it may be way too low. Yeah. Cincinnati at San Francisco. Purdy's out. We're going to have Sam Darnold in. He's going to be 4,300 on DraftKings. The reason I, I, the 49ers are, I as of right now, if I were to build a, a, in my spy lineup, it would be a Sam Darnold lineup. And it's not because of Sam Darnold being 4,300, although that helps. It's because Debo Samuel is out. Yeah. Once Debo Samuel comes out, it's like 40, like what's, I could, I could just play all these. I mean, you could literally, I think you could capture the entire 49ers offense in your lineup and still play and still play anyone else that you want, like in your, like you play Darnold McCaffrey, Ayuk and Kittle. Like who, who else gets the ball? I mean, like real, who else it produces enough that you even worth playing. It just, it's very similar to, we talk about the Raiders, right? Oh, the Raiders, it only goes through like, like two or three guys. And it's just, if they score a lot of points, we know who it goes to. The 49ers are that, but they're actually a good team. And I don't know what your thoughts on Brock Purdy is I don't consider Sam Darnold to be that much of a downgrade to Brock. I don't think Brock Purdy is this great quarterback. Yeah. He's probably better than Darnold, but I don't think Darnold, I mean, Oh, the 49ers are going to go. They have a 24 implied team total on a slate where like half the teams are under 20. So like even the betting lines are saying like, Oh yeah, maybe the 49ers don't have a 27 implied team total. But 24 is pretty good, and you know where the ball is going. Yeah, I, I put this as my like favorite correlation on, on the slate um, because I think you could play like Jamar Chase, uh, Christian McCaffrey, like you know George Kittle. Like You can play pieces from this game. And so I, I think Purdy practiced yesterday, but we haven't seen a guy go into the concussion protocol and play the same week. Um, so we don't know what's going to happen. Like, so so Purdy like, could be, I think, the first guy to do that. But it is does seem like more likely like Sam Darnold's going to play, and I agree. Like 
we're like a year ago, what would we have thought of this discussion? Like we actually would have put Sam Darnold way ahead of Brock Purdy. Um, and so there's and like, like Darnold was like the second pick in the NFL draft. Like that, that was for a reason. Uh, Brock Purdy was like the last guy drafted. So I mean, like, I'm not like trying to dump on Purdy. I'm just saying like maybe Sam Darnold has some potential that we, we don't really know about. Like he could be good. Uh, he could also be bad. <laughs> so we don't know. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to play this game has like probably one of the bigger range of outcomes on the slate. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see San Francisco put up like 35 points. Like that's, that's near their season average. And now they're starting the guy that was the second pick in the NFL draft. like a few years ago versus the guy that was the last pick in the NFL draft. Um, but maybe Sam Darnold is the same Sam Darnold that he, you know, looks like in from Carolina and the jets. And this is maybe creating some short fields for, for Cincinnati. So maybe like Joe Mixon's even in play, whereas we wouldn't normally play Mixon against like a San Francisco defense. Um, the San Francisco defense is really good, but it also has, I think, the second most pass attempts against it in the NFL per game. Uh, so maybe you know, Jamar Chase is in play, maybe is getting a bunch of receptions and a touchdown. Um, so this is a game that I think you can game stack, especially if like Sam Darnold is the quarterback for San Francisco, like then he's way too cheap for being in such a good offense with a quarterback that has potential, but also has blow up potential. So yeah, you like you're creating a lineup right here, but I, I think you can do that. Um, and then it doesn't leave you a ton of money, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting game stack. Right. But I mean, you could throw in, you could do something like uh, the Patriots defense, the Cardinals defense, but the Cardinals defense against Baltimore. I mean, it's a defense. You got 46. To, I mean, you get, it's tight. But if yeah. you didn't want to play Chase or you didn't want to play Ayuk or didn't want to play, like if you take one of the more expensive pieces out of the game, I mean, like if you don't play Chase, right, you just play the entire 49ers offense. And then, I mean, you could play, you could play Mixon if you want. I mean, yeah, just to fill, to fill a running back spot as, as a run back there, if you wanted to do that. And then you have kind of salary can kind of kind of fit stuff in, right? You could you could play a Brees Hall, you could play a Pacheco, yeah. you could play some. You know, but I'm saying, but look, but look at I mean, if you just take a look at this, it's like this is the 49ers offense. Yeah, like Darnold McCaffrey, like you could play McCaffrey with Darnold. I mean, McCaffrey catches passes and Darnold's only 43. Like, how many points do you really need out of a 4300 quarterback? But it's like you get you you get all of this, and you know what ends up happening. Ray Ray McLeod and Jawan Jennings touchdowns on, you know, three receptions, but, but this is essentially the offense. So you're betting on the off. That's why I said like in single entry type of stuff, I'm much the smaller field contests. I'm much more likely to just over correlate and just go just 49ers do well. And then dude, I don't even need a run back. I don't even care about that. Then I could go, I could go to, uh, instead of playing chase in this lineup, what you do is you go over to our good friends the, the team that never disappoints, right? What's the team that never disappoints? Oh, Miami. There you go. There's Miami, right? And you play Tyreek Hill in this lineup, right? And now, you know, now you get just as squeezed as you do with, with, uh, with, with Chase. But I mean, yeah. just, you could, I mean, you could go, you could play Pollard. You could play, look, if you want to bet on the, the Cowboys offense, you could play Pollard. And if you look at our Sim Labs when it comes out, a lot of times the Sims want you to play multiple players from the same team, even if it's not like with their quarterback or anything like that. So you could play like Michael Gallup in this lineup also. And you're betting on the Cowboys and the 49ers. And then you play a defense and then you can fit stuff in. And I'm much more inclined, like the more and more, John, that I that I take a look at what, what simulations produce as far as like simulating the game out play by play and everything like that, that, I'm more and more inclined to not care about runbacks unless it just so happens to be a value that's worth playing there. Like it's not like something it's, it's literally something that I'm not, I'm never forcing in like ever again. It's just, if it happens, it happens. And if it does, it does. But more, I see, I downloaded CSV from the past two weeks and I noticed that people, that, a lot of top players, lot one fifty maxers, play a lot of those lineups with onslaughts. Like one quarterback, three three teammates, no run back, and then two guys from another team. 
And sometimes those two yeah. guys aren't a running back. And sometimes it's just a wide receiver and a tight end without the quarterback. It's like you're playing, you're almost playing it as like almost like a hockey lineup. Like you just want two steps. You want, you want like three guys yeah. from one team and three guys from another team from a team. Don't worry about if the game turns into a shootout. You just want one team to put up a lot of points. If it just so happens that like in baseball, like, yeah, you could game stack. Games are, you know, games do happen to be 12 to 10. But just because one team scores 12 points doesn't mean it's more likely the other teams also scores a lot of points. So there's 13 games on a slate, like on Sunday. Like just find the just to stack the two teams that there's gonna put up a lot of points, regardless of it's the same game or not. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely viable. I mean, there's correlation, right, between quarterback and, and wide receiver, quarterback and tight end, and there's some also correlation between the players on one team and, and the players on the other, um, in terms of like pass attempts, stuff like that. You know, and if, if one running back gets two touchdowns and that team's up, you know, 14 points and the other team's maybe having to pass more. But it, there's also that doesn't necessarily mean that just because there's a little bit of correlation across those teams that that the two highest scoring teams of the week are going to be from the same game. Uh, so it, maybe you want to find those that that second team. I get so it is maybe our two on spot lineups from different teams um, in the same lineup is, is is the way to go. I think that's viable. Right. I, I've I've been st- I've been looking at the at the CSVs a little, looking at results DB, and then also counting the lineups that look like that comparison to what historically the optimal should show. So like the top 0.1% of lineups, and they they're underowned. It used to be that runbacks were underowned, and now that's they're a little bit more efficiently owned, and these onslaughts are now underowned. And obviously, if you're playing a contest like the Millie Maker or the play action or the $1 mini max or something like that. Like the, the efficient, not everything's under owned, right? Cause it, it, you get like 20, 25% of the lineups are mishmash. You know, someone banged their head against the keyboard type lineups that, you know, yeah, you don't play those lineups, right? With no correlation, no semblance of project, you know, lineups that are 42 points lower projected than they should be than compared to other lineups. Right. But if you're playing, if you're playing a little bit more competitively, the better players tend to be playing the more correlated lineups, more onslaughty type. Line. They're not stuck with like, oh, I'm just going to go into lineup HQ. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this quarterback, two wide receiver, tight ends, one run back. You'll see lineups that, you know, that they're playing three and that could include a running back and it could include a running back that doesn't even like catch passes. Right. It's just yeah. that this team puts up 42 points. They win like that. That's yeah. like most likely scenario. It's like if, this team, if the other team goes three and out, three and out punt interception, right? Like look at what happened with the Ravens and lions. Look at Like, look at what happens with the dolphins. Like, yeah, the other team gets the ball back and they have possession for 47 seconds. And then the dolphins get the ball again. And then they score. The other team gets the ball for a minute and 16 seconds. And then the Dolphins get the ball back and they score again. So, like, that is just as correlated as Dolphins score and then the other team comes back and scores. And then Dolphins score and the other – it's it's the same amount of correlation. So, don't always assume that, like, oh, I can't play Hurts and Brown. I can't play Lamar Jackson and Andrews without, like, an Arizona Cardinal in my lineup. Like, what if the Ravens just go into Arizona and just – win 42 to three. Like you're going to want the Ravens and want no one on the Cardinals. Now, can you play, can you play Marquise Brown in that line? Yeah, sure. If the point that I'm making, John, is that like, if it naturally happens, if Trey McBride shows up in that lineup because he projects well, then so be it. Okay. He happens to be on the other side of the game, but it's not something that I would necessarily go be going out of my way and going, yeah, I know this run back right from the other side projects poorly. And it's high owned, but I'm going to throw in my lineup because the, the the correlation doesn't make up for that. I think the main point is is these correlations aren't like R square R of one and an R of zero. Like these are like like R of like point one two. Like it's there, but it's not very strong. Yeah, exactly. And <clears throat> like I. It- you think about a guy like Trey McBride, like what is he like twenty eight hundred? Like an extra couple of receptions maybe does push him to like 
being the value tight end you need, right? Like, let's say we're expecting him to get uh, three three receptions, but Baltimore's got a big lead, so Arizona's got to pass more. And a couple of receptions at 2,800 extra on top of what we're expecting, like, yeah, maybe that pushes him in to, like, where the correlation's enough. Uh, but you still want to be playing, like, well-projected lineups. Uh, so, yeah, you don't want to be sacrificing so much projection for correlation that you've got a, a lineup that just doesn't project well. Like when you like run these optimal lineups, like you don't want to be giving two touchdowns. Like you don't want your lineup to be given like, you know, spotting two touchdowns uh, in terms of projection to like the, the most highly projected lineup. Uh, you want to be a, a little bit closer than that, than that, even though you do want to build in some correlation if possible. Um, and what you're saying basically in favor of like the onslaught type lineups, I mean, almost every, in fact, I think maybe every single team it's got an implied point total this week of 25 or more points is facing a team that has an implied point total of 20 or less like Dallas, Baltimore, Kansas city, Miami. Like they're all in these games. Like it, yeah, it would not shock you if Miami, you know, went crazy and they don't bring any pieces from new England. I mean, but you can play Kendrick Bourne if you want. He's cheap. I'd, like if I'm going to miss kind of on a correlation, I wouldn't miss cheaply. If that makes sense. Like with like a Kendrick Bourne or a Trey McBride on a guy that doesn't need a whole lot extra to get there uh, versus say like with Dallas, you know, trying to like, like fit in like Tony Pollard and just, well, I got to go Cooper cup because I'm playing Tony Pollard and it's the same game um, that, that might not get you there. Well, a good way to be able to measure how much that correlation is worth versus ownership versus projection is by simulating it. Right. I say in theory of DFS, if you want to get my courses, theory of DFS.com, I say methodologies go from blunt to precise, right? Blunt, the bluntest is I'm just going to guess off the top of my head. The most precise is I'm going to have a time machine and see exactly what happens. Like there's there's something in between there and using lineup HQ and using a, a solver based tool, right? It's a NAPSIC problem solver with restraints and using some heuristics. That's what lineup HQ. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, a lineup builder does. And you have to put in what you want. And then kind of finagle of like, well, does this lineup too high owned? Is this lineup not correlated enough? Like you kind of have to eyeball a lot of this stuff. So it is a more precise methodology than just like pulling it out of your ass. It's not the most precise methodology. A more a more precise methodology is to simulate the slate out, you know, 100,000 times, the contests themselves and the games and the contest and see... What lineups, you know, show up at the top more often than not with cash rates and stuff like that. And that will be in our sim labs that will be coming out next week. So if you're using the Roto Grinders projections, our ownership projections and our player projections, you you will be able. I will be sure, John, I've been fooling around with it. It's quite likely that on these shows on Roto Grinders today. I'll be showing Sim Labs for slates more than I show Lineup HQ. Now we don't have all the all the sports in. I mean, we have NFL for now. It, stuff will be added over time, but we'll have the we have the showdown stuff for NFL, the main slate stuff for NFL, and then they're going to be working on NBA, and then eventually add add eventually adding NHL. Obviously, MLB will come back, right? So looking through that, I mean, a lot of times I just say, hmm. Let me take a look at this Pittsburgh Jacksonville thing, right? You're like, oh, you're kind of skeptical. And I'm like, let me let me let me look at like uh, change some settings around, and it's not that hard. And I go, let me look at upside, let me look at low owned upside, and then let me put out a hundred lineups. And I'm like, oh, 58 of them are from this game. It's like, oh, maybe I would have never thought of that. And like, that's a possibility. And then it's like, well, who do I build around those lineups? So it's like, oh, well, let me put in Ken. I could put in Kenny Pickett. Give me, I want the lineups to show Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. And then show me the top 20 simulated lineups that contain those two guys. And it'll show me the constructions that based on our projections would say score would, would rate the highest in the contest that you're playing. So you could kind of use, it's not just like, oh, these are the lineups to play. Like it doesn't really work like that. It's more of like, Test your theories out and compare lineups to one another. And if you want, if you're just, hey, if you want to play the Colts this week, we didn't talk about them at all. And just like, I'm all in on the Colts. 
It's like, well, you could use our tool to just like, okay, feel free, put in the Colts, but at least play the best lineups around them. So you don't have to, you don't have to judge for like, is this enough leverage? Is this enough correlation? Is this like that? It does it all for you in the tool. I played around with it a little bit, and it is a very easy way to get good lineups. Um, so I, I think it's like very slick. It, it's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be a good thing. Right. So that that'll be coming out next week. I'm going to have J- uh, Chris Jamino on on Tuesday. We'll be doing an entire episode of like how how Sim Labs works. Uh, it, it doesn't work like a lot of the other stuff around the industry. It's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit simpler. It's meant for people that are Roto Grinders premium members. Because why, why wouldn't you be? Right, you get all of our content. Right, John Squirrel Patrol will have uh, the solo ship episode out later today with uh, JM to win. Uh, we got tons of more content on the channel, so subscribe today. Hit the hit the hit the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. Hit us in the Discord, RotoGrinders.com/slash/discord. Most of the channels are free, so go come and join us there. And uh, John, what what else? Uh, what else? Uh, you you don't have no no MMA this week, so. Did they put did they put NBA on your plate just to, to add more stuff? Yeah, yeah, basketball. Um, so yeah, I've got a, a basketball article on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then just like expert survey on HQ every day. But yeah, it's good to have basketball back. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the nightly thing I've been doing the this week. Uh, you guys are watching watching the basketball, but yeah, nothing. You know, there'll be small basketball slates on Sunday for a reason because uh, that's the NFL's day. So. Okay, well, you can get all of that behind our paywall, rotogrinders.com slash premium. Join us. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. You know how much I like the thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here at the notification bell to always know when we go live. We got, hey, we got an NBA slate tonight. Got Grinders Live. We got crunch time. You got to get the Roto Grinders app on your phone. You always get the notifications of who's in, who's out, right? It's the, what, the third day or whatever. It's still that. There's 700 people on the injury report. Who cares, right? That's NBA for you. So you always have to stay up to date with stuff here at Roto Grinders when it comes to NBA. We got some, a little NHL slate I'm going to play. Yeah, there's like a six game, five, six game NHL slate. Uh, There's some soccer tomorrow, college football. We got a college football show. We got. We got all the content for CFB. I've been killing the college football props. So get 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 in now. You got to get the props today. They're coming out today. Get the props. Get the prop tool. I just use the projections. I just slam and spam the projections. And I just make money in college football props. Apparently, it's that easy. Just jam them in before the numbers move and whatever. So join us. How, how, much, more, how much more selling can I do at the end of the show? I have no idea. Hit all the buttons. Do all the things. And I'll see you back on Monday because I'm always here. 11 o'clock in the morning on weekdays, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.